You're listening to the Just Plain Filthy Podcast. We use adult language. Like wiener. And balls. And cunt. Ew. I mean, sometimes. Like, sometimes. No, yeah, but... If you don't like them, um, sorry. Yeah. Don't listen, but listen. Keep listening. This is Just Plain Filthy Podcast. So, no head... Welcome to the Just Plain Filthy Podcast. I'm Casey Campbell. I'm Alex Campbell. And uh, we're quite late on a load today because... uh, Zoe's out of town, and uh, TJ's at work, so it's just a two-person episode, and since uh, the holidays are a very busy time, uh, and we're usually in our off-season, like, right about now, uh, we've been so busy that we haven't watched any fucking wrestling. It, yeah, it's... Sorry, guys. I know that's sort of our jive here, and we're just sort of... Like, oh, so here's what happened in wrestling, and also here's a different fun thing. Today is just going to be a different fun thing episode, because, unfortunately, um, I've been slacking on my AEW, and normally I can get away with that, because TJ and Casey often know so much that I can just sort of react and be like, oh, that's neat. Yeah. But since TJ is not here, and Casey has also been slacking on his wrestling, sorry, TJ. It happens. Uh, today we're going to be talking about other things, mainly Star Wars stuff. Yeah, I mean, we do have, um, we did launch a new tournament in the wrestling chat group, so we will be talking about that, uh, I'm excited about it, but, uh, mainly we're going to be talking about Star Wars because me and my brother love Star Wars, and... And there's uh, so much Star Wars going on right now that there's actually quite a bit to talk about there's so much fucking star wars happening like the mandalorian yeah we just watched amazing we just watched episode what six today yeah it's it's on the sixth episode we just we just caught up today beautiful we're not gonna get into any spoilers but it is just such an expertly crafted show there's one scene in the whole thing that is if okay yeah you you visibly lost your shit (laughs) yeah do you remember that scene in Batman... Was it The uh, Dark Knight? No, it was, it was The, the Dark, Dark Knight, Knight Rises. Rises. Yeah. Where the guys are, like, lighting up this dark corridor with, like, gunfire and every muzzle flash. Batman gets a little bit closer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that, but instead it's The Mandalorian. It is beautiful. It's just amazing. It's actually shot. I, I, like, I was so giddy. It was amazing. I enjoyed the shit out of that. Um... There's also, like, the rest of the series is just great. I love that the first three episodes were a solid arc, and then the back half of the season has been all, like, slice of life, like, Yeah, one just shots. day-to-day for the Mando. One-shots. Which is I, I, beautiful, because all of it ties in with the main arc of the story because of, you know... Baby Yoda's just being there and people understanding that he is different and then in different ways finding out that he is important and special. And it causes trouble for the Mando. And that's the whole series so far. And I can't wait to see where it goes. Because the episode before last, (coughs) 
revealed a potential really fun introduction to the series that uh, some people may or may not be really excited for. Uh, I kind of am. I hope it's not exactly who we think it is, but I'm also very okay with it being who we think it is. Exactly. That could cause problems. I have certain theories about who it is, but I'm going to keep that to myself. Well, how many people in Star Wars were Spurs? Yeah, there's two. There's two, and um, both of them are bad news for the Mando, so can't wait. Should be great. Oh, it's going to be fucking fantastic. I've been playing a lot of uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Oh. To be honest. My God. That is such a good game. And the fact that it's made by the people that made it makes me both very sad and very happy at the same time because they haven't had the best reputation yet uh, as of late. And if you don't know who I'm talking about, uh, Jedi Fallen Order was um, made by Respawn Entertainment and then, uh, I forget the exact... Basically just Respawn and EA made it. And they are uh, notorious for being kind of jerks lately. Yeah, based on is not... A great company. Yeah, ba- based on a lot of the recent business practices that EA has made, and a lot of the recent, um, uh, how should how should I put this? Respawn hasn't been very nice to its fans. No. Uh, based because people weren't very happy with microtransactions that were added into one of the battle pass sort of like special event things for Apex Legends. Ooh. Because like singular skins were really expensive. No, I hate. And, uh, yeah. I absolutely despise microtransactions. Yeah, I mean, if it's just cosmetics, it's fine, but they can't be super expensive like these ones were. Yeah, no. in, in In the kind of game that a Battle Royale is, where basically your first, your primary and secondary loops are gameplay, but your tertiary loop is the cosmetics... Oh, yeah. Like, eh, you gotta be smarter about it. You can't monetize any of those loops. Once you start to get into, like, the, like, fourth or fifth, if your game is big enough to allow those, then yeah, sure. Because, like, as much fun as just running around shooting is, your game has to have more depth than that. And in the circumstance of Apex Legends... The, the more fun is getting cool costumes and cool exactly. this and that to make people be like, wow, this guy has played this game for a while and he knows what he's doing and stuff like that. Exactly. So you can't monetize egregiously <coughs> on that sort of stuff. Like, if you take... Uh, see, personally, I'm not a fan of paying real money for, like, cosmetic shit. I'm not. A, I want to unlock that shit. Uh, so I'd say, like, they should follow... 2K's, like, loot box system that they do for the uh, 2K, the WWE games, they've done that in recent years. You don't have to pay for a goddamn thing except for, like, DLC for new moves and new characters. Uh, it works on, like, a bronze, silver, gold standard uh, uh-huh. for, like, which boxes you can open, how much it costs, and, like, you earn stuff by playing the game. Well, yeah. I think we need to go back to that. Instead of, like... Well, yeah, I mean... I agree, but they're not going to at this point. No, it's 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 a hate to see it. I mean, most games, you can get loot boxes through just playing. But oftentimes, it's through 
uh, either level up or through the in-game currency that isn't sort of the premium one, yeah. but you need a lot of it. Whereas you could just pay like two, three, or four, you know, whatever, it varies game to game, yeah. but like somewhere between like two and ten dollars for each loot box. Exactly. Whereas that's just a lot easier than playing the game for 20 hours to get stuff you didn't even want in the first place. So... Well, see, that's my problem with it. That's why I stopped playing, like, mobile games and shit. It's because they were like, Oh, you want thing? Give us money. Now yeah. I'm playing, like, actual games, and I'm like, Oh, you want thing? Give us money. No. Fuck you. I'm not gonna do that. Which is why I'm glad that Fallen Order doesn't have that. <laughs> there are no loot boxes. The only cosmetics that are behind... And it's not even really a paywall. The only cosmetics that are behind any sort of wall at all is that there were some special ones that you could get for pre-ordering, and then I think there was some... No, no, actually. Now that I'm thinking about it, the deluxe edition just came with, like, an art <laughs> book and yep. some other exterior stuff. And even then, it's just, like, a lightsaber color and then a couple of different... Um... Oh, what lightsaber color do you get with the... Orange. Oh, I... But I have that in my version. Did Did you pre-order? No. Did you buy the deluxe edition? Did I buy that? Oh yeah, I did buy the. Deluxe okay, because I think I think you can do it through either. Oh yeah, because I have a I got a little yeah it, it's not physical but I do have the art book. Yeah, yeah yeah yeah. Okay yeah, but it's just a it's a very expensive game. I'm still discovering stuff. I beat the story, like. A week ago. Oh my god, the end of that game is so good. Oh, it's so good. We won't get into spoilers right now, though. But, uh, like, just stuff that doesn't even involve the story, I'm still discovering, like, mm -hmm. areas. And, like, it's mm -hmm. just... Have you fought, uh, Agdo Bagdo? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that shit was wild. So, some of my... So, in the game, um... There isn't a lot of lightsaber fighting, necessarily. You, you fight, like, a few of the main actual bosses of the game have lightsabers, and you fight them, obviously. Yeah. But most mini-bosses and most um, <coughs> things like that, are they, they come in the forms of either um, bounty hunters... Oh, I love the bounty hunters. Uh, or just, like, big special variants of some of the monsters that you fight that are either, like, more aggressive or have a couple of, like weird moves that the other ones don't and it's it's a really good like setup but my only problem with the game is the lack of replayability in the sense that there isn't a new game plus and yeah. being the sort of souls like i know that people don't like that but dark souls and bloodborne they they kind of pioneered a genre of games that people have been emulating, or at least attempting to lately. I've been describing it as, like, Tomb Raider meets Dark Souls. Yeah, it, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. what it is, is, is it's a mix of pretty difficult, if you're on the higher uh, difficulty settings, combat, and exploration through puzzles, and there is a lot of Tomb Raiding in oh, the yes. story. So, it's, it's very much like a Star Wars... Uh, Uncharted or Tomb Raider-like, but with Dark Souls combat and spawn mechanics and things like that via your meditation posts. Yeah, exactly. Which are your bonfires or your whatever they were called in Bloodborne, I don't remember. 
Yeah, no, I this is um because I played a little bit of Dark Souls, uh, the first one, and this is definitely like in the same vein. Uh, but I did enjoy the platforming a lot more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I had my problems with the platforming and sort of the, like, parkour puzzles. Because it's... So, one of the first force abilities that you get, I think you actually start with it, is the ability to slow down enemies and objects in the world with the force. Yes. And a lot, a um, lot uh -huh. of the early game platforming puzzles have you doing that to very fast objects so that you can traverse them to get to a safe point. Like, a good example of this is that there's this jumping puzzle with these giant pistons that are mining into a Oh, wall, I hated this. And you had to, like, slow the piston down so that you could jump onto it and then slow down the next one and jump onto that. But it's very difficult to tell um, how long something will be slowed down for, and there's no sort of tell that it's going to be speeding up anytime soon. I think it, like... It, it like... It's slowly like gets a little faster, and then it goes back to it's normal like, speed almost instantly after that. There's a split second, and I notice it every time. I'm, like, on it, and then it's just like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it, it's not nearly fast enough to react, but if you're good about it, you can get through it. It's not impossible, obviously, yeah, or else they would have changed it to make it possible. Or maybe they wouldn't have. EA's bad, but I think they were trying hard with this game... To try and say, like, yes, okay, I know that we botched Star Wars the, like, last six or seven times we tried to do it. So let's just do a good Star Wars game so that people will be happy with us having Star Wars. And I'm very happy with the result of that. I don't like the motive behind it, if that is, in fact, their motive. I can't speak for them. They're a giant corporation that I am not a part of. They did resurrect, like everybody's favorite Star Wars video game franchise. And I'm not saying that this game is a worthy successor. I don't think it is. It I carries, would disagree. I mean, like, it is. I think it's a very good game. It's a very good game, but I don't want people to go into it thinking also, that you're going to get that yeah, it's Jedi Knight. Not, it's not exactly feels. Jedi Knight. Yeah. Not even really close. The combat is similar but it's also, it's, it's less, um, it's less Jedi Knight and more, well, I hate to be that guy in my, like, low-key game review here, but it's less Jedi Knight and it's more Dark Souls. Yeah. Where you're, instead of mixing up stances and, you know, having directional-based attacks, like in Jedi Knight and Jedi Knight, Jedi Academy or whatever... You are just swapping between lightsaber variants, I guess? Because yeah. at certain intervals throughout the game, your lightsaber uh, will become a double-bladed lightsaber, and then eventually will be a double-bladed lightsaber that can split into two lightsabers. So, Which is cool, they didn't do nearly enough with it, though. Yeah, no, the, <laughs> the, 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 the switching to dual blades is only, like, a faster way to attack and also switch your stance at the same time. But it's good, and it's fun, and I used it a lot. I so, didn't use it a lot. Because it's very useful, <laughs> very, like, almost all the time. Never not useful, is that. Exactly. It's a really good game, and uh, it might be a redemption for EA 
specifically with the Star Wars franchise. Well, I mean, people are... I don't know. People. Some people are saying it's too buggy. And I'm like, I didn't find anything game-breaking. I ran into very few bugs. There were some hiccups. There's, like, frame rate issues. Yeah. That's... I never ran into the frame rate issues per se, but... That's just how I've, I assume it's just because I was moving too fast through the game. Yeah. <laughs> like... Um, there are some areas that take longer to load than others. Um, Not a problem with that. Uh, some of the parkour mechanics are a little finicky, but I wouldn't necessarily chalk that up to bugs. I would yeah. just, it's just not, you have to do things a little more precise than you would in, say, an Uncharted like, yeah, or, or Tomb Raider game. Exactly, that's where what it's I like, it, as long as you're just sort of near the wall, you can start kind of climbing it in, uh, in Fallen Order, you have to actively stay on the wall stay on the wall and actively you know pull vines to you using the force and oh before i got pull vines sucked oh absolutely <laughs> at 100 percent. i always thought it was kind of weird where you when you got pull and how late in the game you actually got pull yeah i was like wait, wait what <laughs> you started me with force slow but i'm just now getting pull like what I assumed was two bosses before the final boss. <laughs> but, uh, anyway. It's yeah. a really good game. I no, enjoyed 100%. it. 100%. I liked it a lot. I would give it a solid, um, I don't know, maybe like, uh, 7 out of 10. Yeah, I'll give it, I'll, I'll be even more generous than that. I'm gonna give it an 8. Yeah, I mean, I really liked the story. I thought the cast was phenomenal. Oh, yeah, Deborah Wilson. Deborah Wilson, Cameron Monaghan, like, I don't remember who plays the Seventh Sister, but she did a really good job as well. Oh, it was fantastic. Um, I also like the introduction of sort of the weirder force powers that Cal had. Oh, yeah. That a, a big mechanic in the game is when you find collectibles, you'll Cal Cal is shown early in the game to have the ability to sort of see bits and pieces of. Hey, the okay. past of an object that is attuned to the force in a in a high like <coughs> so it, it showed by the first time that you're put on um the mantis which is the ship your hub moving from world to world cal sits down and picks up a guitar and you can see that something forcey happens because like a like a little blue spark comes off of his hands when he touches it and he starts playing a song and um deborah wilson's character i think her name was Sira, yeah, She's great, but I forgot the name of the character because I haven't played it in a long time. But um, she walks in and she's like, "Hey, I, how do you know that song? I wrote that song." So, <laughs> the collectibles are you taking objects from the past and being like, "Ah, so here's the thing." And a good thing about that is that it actually does give you experience. It's not just something to find to find. Yeah, like it gives you experience. It's good. It's a really good and interesting force power, and it's used in the story really well. So exactly good introduction of new force powers. Um, yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, let's get on to uh motherfucking uh wrestling. Yeah, sure. Uh, We do have a uh a tournament. We're doing the just plain filthy uh. World Tour, and week one is Japan. Um, this uh, tournament is going to go for five weeks, 
and week one will be Japanese wrestlers. So uh, if you are in our wrestling chat group or if you want to hit us up on our Facebook, uh, just give us a bunch of Japanese wrestlers. Uh, be sure to vote. And at the end of the five weeks, we'll have a winner, a world winner for every wrestler that you guys can vote for. Uh, we don't have a list just yet. We're compiling. But we figured it's just a good time to announce that so you guys can give us suggestions for who should be in this tournament. Uh, so go over to our Facebook. Or if you're in the uh, JPF Wrestling Chat group, there's about 100 of you in there. Uh, be sure to vote. Give us suggestions. should be a fun time. And uh, with that, we'll go to our first musical break. This is New Orleans Underground with Gusanos. I probably butchered the shit out of that. Yeah, probably. Era ese mágico lugar Donde constantemente escapábamos de lo real Todo era sano dentro de lo insano Pues comíamos nuestros cuerpos como gusanos Ese mágico lugar donde constantemente escapábamos de lo real Todo era sano dentro de lo insano pues comíamos nuestros cuerpos como gusanos Una y otra vez discutíamos de la vida, desglosábamos mil temas desnudos en la cornisa La luna era testiga de más de mil caricias que te hacían como loco en las cobijas Cada palabra, cada frase mencionada la llevo atravesada en el corazón como una espada Las palabras al sol las evaporó y ahora ruedan en mi pecho al sonar esta canción de amor Atravesada en el corazón como una espada Las palabras el sol las evaporó Y ahora ruedan en mi mente al sonar esta canción de amor Y si tú piensas que estoy mintiendo Entra en mis sueños y verás como te sueño Mi cuerpo y hermo va directo al infierno Y mis ganas de vivir se están consumiendo Te sueño así, de día de noche Mira que mi corazón por ti no siente ningún reproche Las palabras el sol las evaporó Y ahora ruedan en mi pecho al sonar esta canción de amor
that was Gusanos by Nuales Underground. Had a real, like, sublime but heavier feel. Yeah. I enjoyed the shit out of that. Yeah, it had some very... I was going to say something. <laughs> the train just fell off the trails. Anyway. That was a good, that was good. <laughs> good, good, good music. And uh, since we are usually on off-season right now, we don't have a lot of wrestling to talk about, mainly because we're all working ridiculous hours and we haven't been able to catch up. Uh, but one thing I do want to touch upon is Jericho versus Tanahashi uh, in New Japan. I think that's going to be brilliant. Figured I'll just put my two cents in on that. I think that's what's happening. Because Devin was talking about it to me. I haven't watched New Japan in quite a bit. I usually watch Wrestle Kingdom because that's like their big one. Mm. And uh, I try to keep up, but like it's just... Very... I really, really like that AEW is not afraid to let some of its larger stars, or any of its roster for that matter, go off to different shows. Different sort of more indie shows. Shows oh, yeah. that aren't big in the United States and things like that. I like that their contracts are so free... On that front. Yes. Because I think just having a more... Uh, how should I put this? A more universal wrestling universe, I guess. Exactly. It's is like, just going to be healthy and great for wrestling as a whole. It's it's great because, like... Uh, and New Japan is so smart. They're doing Wrestle Kingdom as a two-day event. Instead of, like, a full big eight-hour event, like yeah. some companies do. <laughs> you spend your entire day watching a res... And you get burnt out. And I think doing a two-day event uh, this year with Wrestle Kingdom 14 is a great idea. Because uh, that also... You're not... It doesn't burn the fans out on wrestling. And, like, you get to see more talent. So if you hold, like, two four-hour events, you could have more matches, showcase more talent. Like, Jay White is defending his uh, IWGP uh, United States Championship at Wrestle Kingdom 14. Jay White is one of my favorite talents over there. Uh, you got Okada. Like, it's going to be a fantastic event because it's... it's it's New Japan. New Japan is never bad. Yeah, only ever heard good things. <laughs> yeah. But... Now that we got that out of the way, let's talk more Star Wars. It's Star Wars week. Uh, I've got to take it to see Red Skywalker. My buddy Nick bought some. Uh, you, you, like, pre-ordered tickets? No, he did. Wild. I'm excited for Rise of Skywalker. I've purposely only watched the first, like, reveal trailer, and I've just kept myself dark on everything else because I just want to be as fresh and as just I, I want as little I, I want it all to be as like shocking as it can be when things happen yeah and i'm sure a lot of people feel the same way i made an oopsie today. yeah <laughs> casey made casey made a small oopsie today i um, i well disney decided to release a clip yeah one of the more one of the more recent trailers revealed something Pretty substantial. Um, we're not going to say what it is, obviously, but um, Casey, running under the assumption that 
everybody is similar to him in the way that they're like, I need to see everything that comes up to it before the thing comes out because everything is important. He watched the trailer and then made a post about it on Facebook to which pretty much everyone in JPF unanimously was like, dude, what? No, take that down. <laughs> so <laughs> so we, we had that little discussion before that, before that came out today. Um, but Casey's way of being isn't uh, invalid. If he wants to ingest as much as he possibly can before the thing comes up, that's just as valid as us not wanting to but I mean, yeah, it was my it was my bad, but like yeah, the the moral the moral of the story is to just um, respect that not everybody wants to know every little detail going on the way up, and some people want to be super fresh. And if you are one way and someone else is the other, that is just fine. Just don't if you are yeah, someone who likes to watch all of the trailers and read all of the articles and all that sort of stuff. Just don't talk about it. Exactly. Uh, in a very public place. Talk about it with other people who do the same thing. And, uh, yeah. Exactly. But, <laughs> I'm not gonna... the more you know. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm not going to uh, spoil exactly what it is, but I called it after the first trailer. I'm sure everyone did. <laughs> but, it's, uh... It is a good reveal. I just would have preferred that Disney hadn't said anything... And just let it be a reveal yeah, in just the movie. They're going nuts with TV spots. There's like I know TV it's spots. ridiculous. I feel like everything they they even <laughs> to to kind of link this back to gaming. They even did a uh, a sort of special event with Fortnite. Oh, I don't know yeah. if you heard about this. Yeah, but I they heard released about it. a special trailer on Fortnite. Fortnite has an area of the map called Risky Reels, which is sort of an old sort of outdoor movie, movie place. Yeah. Uh, drive-in. That's what they're called. That's the name of that thing. It's an old drive-in, and what they did was they played a... Uh, Fortnite is no stranger to this. They've had big, massive events before. Oh, yeah. But um, they played a trailer for Star Wars at Risky Reels, which I thought was super cool. I didn't personally watch it because, like I said, I, I believe don't do it that was sort the clip things. that I saw. I do believe it was also the clip that you saw, but um, I'm probably I'm, we might be wrong about that. Again, but, I didn't watch it because I don't enjoy those sorts what, of things. What is Disney's thinking? Like, because that's a pretty that big is th- that reveal. would be it's it, it would be along the lines as this um spoilers for Empire Strikes Back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> It would be along the lines of that, like, one of the last trailers for Empire Strikes Back had the I Am Your Father speech in it. Oh, yeah. Because that's, like, that is a monumental moment. Or if Return of the Jedi spoiled the fact that... Spoilers for uh, Return of the Jedi. Spoilers for these 30-year-old movies. movies. (laughs) It would be like if Empire had I Am Your Father in one of the trailers, Mm -hmm. or if the reveal that Luke and Leia were siblings was in in the trailer for Return of the Jedi. Then there's gotta be something else in the movie. Well, I think think the big reveal, the one that they're sort of holding close to chest, is in what form Palpatine has survived. Yeah. That I think that is sort of the idea. Whether we're going to get like a ghost force, maybe he's actually alive. I don't want to go a force ghost. Like yeah, that... I I'm I'm really happy with the fact that that is sort of a Jedi thing. That yeah. 
Qui-Gon figured it out. I don't know if this is still the canon version, but Qui-Gon kind of figured it out. No, it was in Clone Wars. Okay, good. It was in Clone Wars, so it's canon. canon. Qui-Gon figured it out and told Obi-Wan and Yoda how to do it. So now Jedi do it. And Sith cannot because they don't know. And that was sort of the whole impetus behind the if you strike me down now, I will become more powerful than you could ever imagine because he becomes an entity of the Force. Exactly. Fun fact. I'm sure a lot of you already knew that. But I like that it would... I, I would prefer for it to be a Jedi-specific thing. I wouldn't be really mad if Palpatine figured it out. But I think he's just alive. Whether it be he survived or he's a clone. I think... I think they might harken back to... And this is a weird, EU. weird... Uh, they're pulling from the EU. Well, yeah, absolutely. But this is sort of a weird play if they do it. But I think they're going to harken back to the most recent Battlefront 2's campaign. So, um, Palpatine had a... I forget what... It was, it was Operation Cinder? Yeah, I Operation guess. Cinder or something like that. Where, um, for those of you that don't know, the Battlefront 2 campaign takes place uh, shortly after the Battle of Endor. That's sort of where it begins. And uh, Operation Cinder was put in place by Palpatine as a failsafe if um, he were to be killed Mm -hmm. and if the Death Star 2 were to be destroyed. So what he did is he sent out these... I forget what the game called them. I think they were like ambassadors or something like that but basically they were robots with a little hologram face and Palpatine's hologram face would come up on them um I think that I think that might be what they go with in this sort of I feel like he's either going to be I don't it's weird I don't think he's going to be alive necessarily Uh, he has to be alive (laughs) I think he's going to probably be either a force ghost which I will be less fine with than if he were just sort of some some failsafe of his that holds on to his knowledge and his ability to manipulate literally everyone around him all the time. Yeah, I think that's that's more in line with, like... Yeah, it's gonna be that, or he's a clone. Or he just... Or just up, he survived. He straight up lived. I know that we're saying that, oh, it will probably just be anything Well, at this at point, all. if you go down a shaft in Star Wars, you're alive. Like, yeah, I mean, fair like, enough. I, I don't just, see a body, you're not dead. Like, yeah, I think... I think, um... Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think that he isn't going to be alive, necessarily. That mm-hmm. is That is my sort of definitive answer on it. I think he will probably be some sort of force ghost... Some long-lost memory of his that Force-sensitive people can tap into, or just maybe a clone or robot. I don't think Palpatine, as we knew him from Return of the Sith or Return of the Jedi, rather, is alive. I think that person died, but his Force spirit or his you know some robot or some Force memory of his will be there, and that is what our heroes will be interacting with. That huh. is sort of my idea. Exactly. That's a... I mean, that's an interesting theory. I have my own theories, but I'm going to keep those to myself. I think they're just going to pull from the EU. Like, just, he's, he's, a, he's a clone. Like... Maybe. But that's just me. I... Honestly, they haven't revealed him in any 
sort of promotional material except for his voice. So yeah. it literally could be anything. The sweet, dulcet tones of Ian McDermott, mm. Ian McDermott being as cackly and unhinged as possible. <laughs> My favorite part of the prequels is every time Palpatine was on <coughs> set as himself. Like, one of my favorite fights... I know everybody in the prequels is like, the best fight is either, you know, the Duel of Fates between Qui-Gon, Obi-Wan, and Darth Maul, or uh, the the last fight between uh, Anakin and Obi-Wan. I think the best fight of the entire thing, and all of you will probably disagree with me on this, is Sidious versus Yoda. Just two powerhouses of the light and dark side of the Force just smacking at each other. And I love that everything... That Sidious does in that is basically along the lines of it doesn't matter if you kill me here I've already won and that's fantastic oh yeah no Revenge of Sith is a fantastic movie people don't give it it's enough credit it's a decent movie <laughs> but it's really good uh, for the for prequels Star Wars. Uh, for the prequels <laughs> it's real good <laughs> yeah if you've come <coughs> off of uh, the sort of missteps of Phantom Menace and the absolute travesty that was Attack of the Clones uh, yeah, it's a, it's fantastic, but compared to like, no, did you hear people are praising Attack of Clones now? Why? That's what I said. Like, <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> okay, <laughs> I, like, none of the prequels are terrible movies. I I feel like I should put this out there. They none of them have are bright spots. Terrible. All of every Star Wars movie is just fine in like an objective movie stance yeah i know a lot of you will take exception to that but star wars has always been just pretty good and that's it all of us love star wars so much because of the universe that was built around the actual movies all the things you love about all of these characters are probably things that happened in the extended universe in some in one way or another things that were established Outside of canon, but they were canon before, but they're no longer canon. Exactly. Because Disney just uprooted the whole thing. My, my favorite Star Wars is when George Lucas just isn't involved. And That's I know that sucks because he made it, but a lot of people have done better things with his ideas. The Timothy Zahn trilogy. Yeah, like, like a, lot of, a lot of people have done better things with his ideas Shadow of the Empire since he made the Empire. them. So... Obviously, I'm not going to take anything from George Lucas. He's created an incredibly dense and rich universe that other people have <laughs> <Super> built. Dense. <laughs> that other people have built uh, really great this things off to, of. I want to make and this shot dense. I want to make it really dense. Real dense. Just put as much shit as you can in, in one <laughs> shot. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, like... So, I had a point. I promise. I'm sorry, I derailed you with a joke. You <laughs> said dense in in refer- reference to George Lucas, and all I could think about was that fucking CGI ass <laughs> in A New Hope, and I was like, why? Why did you put that there? But, um, yeah, no, he made this incredibly rich and uh, expansive universe that other people have made incredible contributions to, so I can't take that away from him. But... Ahsoka versus Darth Vader in Rebels is the best lightsaber fight. False. <laughs> Darth Maul versus Obi Wan Kenobi in Rebels is the best lightsaber. fight. Oh yeah, that's right. I sorry, forgot about twins. There's, Rebels has two good things in it. 
the Ahsoka Darth Vader fight, and then the Maul Obi Wan fight. Those are the two good things that happen in Rebels. That's two true. of them. Watch the whole series. I don't know the ending. Just kidding. Ending. Just watch those two things. But um, God, the freaking lightsaber helicopter blades. Ah, I fucking hate those. Like, okay, so the Inquisitors have dual bladed lightsabers that can spin around. Really good idea, on its own. But when they actually start using them as little helicopter propellers to fly around, then it becomes stupid and bad. <laughs> don't do it. You can't do that with light. It's light. It's dumb. The saber is made out of lasers, and you cannot get propulsion from it in that manner. Uh, don't so do it. Fucking stupid. <laughs> but um, yeah, no. Uh, what was my main point here? Uh, Star Wars is great. George Lucas made a good thing, but when other people do it, it's better. Just ask Dave Filoni and John Favreau. Yeah. Just have John Favreau direct Rise of Skywalker. I know that it's already basically done, and it's coming out in like two weeks. A week. Uh, but Less just fun. reshoot the whole thing with John Favreau as writer and director. Six days. Six days. <laughs> Never mind. We don't have time. <laughs> no, I don't know, maybe Favreau could do it. Maybe. Maybe, maybe. You can get in there. Yeah, no. Shoot something in six days. Yeah. I'm, I'm just glad that we're back to practical sets. And yeah. And, not, and it's not a guy who is being told to act robotic, acting against nothing. <laughs> yeah, it's... <laughs> I just like I like where Star Wars is at right now, and I hope that Rise of Skywalker is good. That's, that's closing arguments for that. Same. Exactly. And this has been a fun episode, but I think we're going to leave you here uh, with our last musical break, and that is Face Facts uh, by Banshee Kid and Moody, friends of the show. Moody! Uh, And we're going to leave you with that. Thank you, guys, and have a good night. Bye! Ronnie J on a beat, bitch. Face facts, yeah. I stay relaxed, yeah. I guess I'm somewhat blasphemous. I'm in my bag, yeah. Running up like Moody, racing on the track, yeah. Face facts, yeah. Face facts, yeah. Face the facts, yeah. Just stay relaxed, yeah. Stay relaxed, yeah. the bag, yeah. We stay getting fucking strapped, yeah. Hope it's time, I don't need to fucking slack, yeah. Penalty, you cannot use me, I'm not in a melody. Yeah, they be playing like you was a melody. You can try, but you'll never be ahead of me. Ooh, I never fucked with you. Uh, I'd rather stay recluse. Yeah, Moody be right on cue. Still, I be coming up out of the blue. System is failed, I posted bail. I'll always try to give them hell. I'm a mess, if you can tell. Their ego bloated head is swell. I'm still on top, of I never fell. I see like the NHL. I be under my lady's spell. I'm going hard, if you can tell.